Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison. As always, joined by my co host, Mike McGoy, Crypto Bay J, and Chris S. Welcome, welcome back, Chris. Salam, salam alaikum. How you doing? Alaikum, my brother. Malaykum, fully salam. converted off of one trip. <laughs> Already converted. I'm looking fully for my converted. first two wives of my harem, <laughs> and then uh, you know we can see if we pick us from there. <laughs> right. Um, I hope you got the money to back it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the dowry yet. The I'm working on that part, you know? That dowry is light. You know, last time I heard, it's only like two or three ETH, actually. <laughs> and that's easy to get. It's easy to get two or three ETH if you know the right scammer. <laughs> you have the right NFT. Right. Can we yeah, start the, the same episode, episode off by talking about how Chris was trying to scam our group chat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, not only are we welcoming, welcoming Chris back from Morocco, we're welcoming him back uh in real life uh he was scammed he was trying to scam us i was i was, <laughs> I was he was hacked now somebody hacked it hacked his profile while he was out in morocco he, uh, great they, timing they were asking us uh all for some money luckily none of us got it it's a bear market so there, there was no liquidity to be had yep. <laughs> bad timing yeah it bad been drained already so you know yeah no for sure uh three arrows got the last of everybody's money so uh um, <laughs> yeah welcome back chris thank you i'm glad to be back i have a new breath of fresh air ready to uh you know ride this market to uh to the bottom promised land no 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 no, no. <laughs> i saw i saw many signs that were going up over there although we did like go through a little uh, panic mode huh when i was gone i saw that you know as soon yeah. as i got to morocco things started going downwards yeah the the, the bull rally is over <laughs> uh, but i'm back so we're good bro okay all right That's just because i left yeah I'm back. all right well yeah thankfully um i Guess the market is back even now after taking a significant dump uh, or being rejected, as the traders would say. Uh, ETH was rejected at two thousand or somewhere around that line, and um, I guess the stock market was just following Ethereum. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of definitely like a lot of signs that Ethereum was kind of making this move. Or it was more influential on the crypto side, at least, 
I mean, that, that anticipation for ETH to merge, which started, I guess, last night. Uh, oh, it started? Uh, yeah, well, it started. Been, there's been so much so much news even today. Uh, did you see, did you guys see the uh, Caroline news in regards to uh, FTX? No. What? Caroline. Oh, come on, man. See, you guys are behind. Yeah. Caroline is going to be the new CEO of FTX, and they're, they've already memed her out of existence um it's this young uh young lady um that looks extremely young um but she has some interesting takes and yeah uh since you guys don't aren't aware i'll just let you do your research and we'll come back to that next week but no tell us i that's something that sounds like important so say like um, i'm looking for it right now because i think that's something yeah just uh tweet search caroline and it'll come up uh caroline capital is her uh, caroline capital yeah well that's her like twitter yeah so uh this guy sam trabuco is stepping down as a ceo of alameda research um and i guess they're uh closely connected to um FTX. Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact hierarchy of Alameda and FTX, but I know that Sam Bankman Fried is a owner of said company. Yeah. So he started Alameda Research with the funds that he gained from FTX. Okay. And so then Alameda Research, to my knowledge, is basically a hedge fund that has like 50 different projects underneath it. Mm-hmm. And he basically was just do, doing the same thing, you know, right. sprinkle 10 million here, sprinkle 10 million there, sprinkle 10 million there. Let's see what pops. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, as we all know, with crypto, when one pops, that 10 million turns into a 10 billion. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, Caroline is now the head of that fund of alameda or of ftx ftx alameda oh alameda yes um this guy sam trabuco was the ceo oh yeah um caroline capital at caroline capital is now uh alameda's ceo that's uh that's uh i mean it's not something too crazy i'm trying to figure out what this jitter thing is but they're saying sam is hey, but isn't it interesting how during, you know, as they say, when the tide washes in, you know, you can see who's naked. Right. Like, isn't it interesting how all these people are losing their jobs in crypto in the middle of a crypto bear market? Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's interesting how they happen, too. It's like not even like they're not they're like choosing to step down, but it's from like just one little you know, facet of their job or one thing, and they have like 15 other things going on. So that's like, you know, with Michael Saylor stepping down, literally he just stepped down and by choice, it's just bad timing. And it looks like he's about to just go full-time Bitcoin instead of working. Well, even, I mean, even Jack. <laughs> but hold on, I, I was this told that actually that, that was more of a demotion for Michael Saylor um, because he still has people he has to answer to, ultimately. Yeah. Right. Like when you take someone else's money to then invest it, you have shareholders to answer to. And if they're not feeling what you're doing, then they're going to put pressure on you, you know, whether it be like directly or, you know, the, the corporate way to step down. And right. so ultimately, it's still a reflection of your performance, however you slice it. Yeah. Yeah. And the part that's concerning for me is like, well, we know that market cycles come and go as mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. right real estate right right now stocks go up and down uh auto loans go up and down all this shit goes up and down but again like to see all these ceos or people quote unquote demoting themselves in the middle of the worst bear market we've seen in a very long time for crypto it's just very interesting well i don't know if i would say it worse for in a very long time i think the the reality is that we just came off the one of the biggest bull markets in a very long time. And people thought that it was going to continue on. And I think yeah. people were inv- invested in that notion 
and a lot of people got rich. I think this guy may have been somebody who got rich and who may have not really cared no, that much about. I don't even think it's that. I mean, it's what I what I initially thought. If you know about Sam Trabuco, you know that he's a fucking robotic trader. And if you like read all his tweets and the timing, he he literally has told us when and what's going to happen when it's happening, or explained like you know when the when the crash happened last year, why he had to crash the market. You know, he literally. So so, so you think he's going to continue? It says here that it's a he's having you know he's basically just fucking needs a break. That's what I'm saying. I think like he's a break because he has the jitters. Like, but, like, but I think physical, he, I, I think he has he, he has the he has the jitters. But I think also he's collected enough capital through his trades and done whatever he needs that he doesn't have to work right now and go exactly. through and and stress himself through this market. And I think there's a, a certain number of people like Sailor who who felt the brunt of the market and had to move their positions and do things and then there are other people who made their market made made their money in the in the bull market who are just like i'm tired of dealing with this right now let me just chill until i want to jump back in i that's my thought i obviously i, agree. I could so be he made his money during the bull market to then quit during the bear market that's not how that works i don't right? think he, i think he made works. his money both ways for this guy how does it work he makes yeah. the market yeah how, how does it work mark as with any other profession that, that does training, like you're not going to quit just because, uh, or you're not going to quit after you've made money just because it's a down market, right? Like you just said, he can make money in down markets also. And so ultimately the pressure around him, whether it been from shareholders or other people who gave him their money mm-hmm. to trade. I mm-hmm. thought I thought only experts know how to really, I thought it's kind of like a fool can make money in, the in the bull market and only really experienced traders uh, uh actually make in the bear market is that correct we're kind of seeing the opposite right now though we're seeing people who are the expert traders now saying well like chris just said this is too much for me right now i've already made my money well i've made my money right so i'm gonna step down michael saylor expert trailer expert trader He's like, ah, but I'm that's the thing. Just focus on but this I, one area, actually. But that's the thing. I don't think that Michael Saylor. I mean, he changed positions, but I don't think he's like removing himself from the process. I think that Sam Trabuco is kind of removing himself from the process right now. Um, so it's a little different. I, I mean, there, there's a lot of. It is interesting that people are quitting. A lot of yeah, yeah. Why right straight. now is the question. Why right, 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 now? right, right, right. Yes, and because yeah, and you can true. work on your own portfolio. Right, right? like why? Why right. work on their portfolio when they can work on? Why work on the company's portfolio if I can make the same amount of money, if not more, working on my own? It's 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 more it's less stress just doing just doing trading my own account than trading someone else's account, right? Anyone right. that's ever managed someone else's money knows. There is no stress like managing someone else's money. Right, Chris? Right. And so what I'm saying is these people were looking for the first initial out to no longer manage other people's money. Right. That tells you a lot right there. Well, okay, but uh, this is this is what it tells me. Like, and from my limited experience doing that is that they were looking for an opportunity where it was safe to not do that because of the stress factor right i don't think it's necessarily um like they all seem to be well off financially they don't want the stress of having to deal with other people and they're like oh yeah it's a bear market um it's down everything's down i'm gonna get out because i don't want to hear your bullshit i don't want to have to answer your phone call we're saying the same thing just kind of in different times and what i'm I'm saying is if I didn't want to hear your bullshit, right? I didn't want right. to hear your bullshit when Bitcoin was actually 60,000. Right, no, exactly. I, I didn't want to hear, hear, hear it 50. then. Yeah. I didn't want to hear that 40. Yeah. I didn't want to hear that 30 at all, actually. Yeah. And now we're at 20. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm tired of actually hearing your bullshit. Yeah. It's and like, it, but and, you and, just walked away at 50. If that but, was you can, but you can't walk away at 50 because it's in, almost impossible to walk away when everything's going up because they're going to keep calling your phone like, oh, it's what's you know what's the next play it's going up it's going crazy i want to make 100 million versus when it's down it's a lot easier to say oh it's down yeah, it's ugly yeah and then maybe now is not the right time and that's a lot easier 
kind of path to take to extract yourself? Just so we're clear, you said it's easier to take phone calls when their account is down as opposed to when their account no, is down. No, I'm not, I'm not saying to take phone calls. It's easier to extract yourself from being uh, client-facing uh, trading and, and engaging with people in that manner because they're less likely to want to pursue that type of activity when the market is down. Because I'm going to say that probably couldn't be further from the truth. So you're saying that the lower people's accounts get, the more they want FaceTime with your ass. You saw the, the big short. Right. Michael Burry's clients wanted FaceTime with him because yeah. we're now down massive amounts. When they were up, no one cared. Yeah, no one hit you up when you're up. That's for sure. Don't get laid you up. I need on. FaceTime with you. Yeah. I need FaceTime. I need to see what's going on. I need answers. And you're like, that man, fuck you and these answers. I've done nothing but good for you the last six months, nine months, six years, whatever, right? But if there's an audit, there's no audit when you're up, when you're up no a thousand, they don't want to see the paper. Exactly. No one wanted to see Bernie at all, bro, for nine years. When bro was up, winning, no one cared. Don't care. Mm -hmm. He went down. Oh, we need FaceTime. Mm -hmm. We need FaceTime. We, we, we need to see what's going on here. So that's why everybody's quitting. Is that what we're saying? That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm asking, is it a coincidence? That everyone's quitting right now. When I mean, there is, there are no coincidences, right? Yeah. Everything is mathematics and algorithms. Sacred oh, so. geometry. I saw a lot of that in, in Morocco. Right. It's crazy. Just follow the follow them follow the lines. Word to FN Mecca. It's all about algorithms. What? No, <laughs> no, no, dude. I woke up to that. That's what I woke up to my first morning back in America. Was that yeah. shit? Yeah, that's amazing. That's the most. I never listened to a snippet. I I didn't even hear. I didn't voice. hear it. I woke up and saw it, and then I, I I woke up, saw that, and then like two hours later at lunch, I saw that. Oh, he's already booted off of Capitol Records for saying the N word. If you don't know everyone, FN Mecca is a new metaverse AI created virtual artist. It's not. A, it's not. It's not AI created, and that's the biggest falsehood that. They they're trying to sell people. There's oh, nothing that's even better. There's that's nothing even AI about it. It's that's a, what I assume. It's an actual like, person. Like. Yeah, it's an actual person with an actual voice, with actual lyrics, with uh, you know, Just all of the avatar. Yeah, with all of these characteristics that they've they've generated. Nothing about it is AI. I don't understand what the wow. It's a it's a. I think I've seen a headline with it saying AI as well. Yeah. No, 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 they're, no, no, they're saying that that's their, what I'm telling you is that they're pitching it as an AI, but nothing, none avatar. of the, as, it's an avatar. None of the characteristics are uh, randomly generated. This is things that are created specifically um, that maybe they randomly generate a scenario or the cyber truck with the Gucci print on it. But even that doesn't seem AI. Um Again, this is an actual part, human's voice that they use. These are actual lyrics that people wrote. There are two people behind the whole thing. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's yeah. That's the, the that it makes it makes six nine look a lot better than. It I mean, it, yeah, it looked like it looked like six nine and little pump combined. But the the thing about it is like, I guess I could see that as being a more um, realistic practical use of the quote-unquote metaverse than anything mm -hmm. i've seen thus far and that's the fucked up part about it is that it was like damn mm -hmm. i could actually see how this is going to end up playing in the world um you know like we started off with like tupac hologram 2012 right we're 10 years later and this is where we're at 10 years from now it's going to be something that oh it's like this you know web three character has the number one song on billboard like whatever like it's mm -hmm. yeah some people i saw someone um i wish i would have it uh was signed uh as a spokesperson for a company which i said someone i should say something mm. uh which was a not a real human being uh, just more of a, a generated personality avatar mm. um but then i, I kind of feel like then brands don't have to really worry about um you know, uh, people living their lives and staying in between the lines. But in this case, uh, the quote unquote AI generated rapper didn't stay between the lines and lost their contract, their record deal. So 
within like 24 hours. That was fire. That was yeah, the was quickest, good. the quickest contract round trip I've ever seen. Yeah. Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. So you know Just what's so crazy? Been, yeah. I this morning I found out about you know biden canceling ten thousand dollars of federal <laughs> and i just got a breaking news from what? cbs philadelphia that just sent me this breaking news but i've known about this breaking news <laughs> all day mm-hmm. so i just thought that was just very interesting how you know the news be behind y'all yeah uh, chris it you're is. laughing it you're laughing true. but that but uh that actually just wiped out about 85 percent of my debt and all of my college like literally i owed twenty one thousand dollars and it was nice. a lot of, a lot of it was congratulations from, from pell grants so it's like people nice. laughing oh what is that doing blah, blah, blah. Like, no but uh, yeah, no, it also that, is... that shit directly affected me in a most important way because i've been walking around with that debt since 2009 and, and you know what the best part was? You could have walked around it to 2099. And no, bro, but that shit is a, that shit is affecting my credit score, my nigga. Of course, but that yeah. and, and, and my ability to purchase things and get no, fucking great. credit great. cards and all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And this bullshit, those bullshit charges in the first place. Like I should have yeah. never had to take out loans. I had a. That's the quote, thing. That's the thing that I laugh about. The fact that they make you take out a loan and then but they say, let me, you know let what? Me, we're cutting let me, off some of your loan. But let me give you the story, bro. Like they apparently i had a full ride scholarship to lmu coming out yeah. of uh verbum day getting straight a's uh going to a nut from a jesuit high school to a jesuit college okay uh they gave me twenty four thousand dollars a year um in scholarship money but the tuition was forty thousand dollars a year so my grandparents helped pay some and then the rest was a loan every year and yeah. that loan with interest after i've been paying down a oh, thousand here a thousand there is twenty thousand dollars 11 years later for some money that they should have covered in the first place when you're giving somebody a quote-unquote full scholarship you know what i'm saying so this is the game that the system plays and that they put you in and yeah like they should have wiped this out a long time ago like i should have never incurred these costs as a as an 18 year old college student like they wouldn't give me a loan to get a fucking car or anything important exactly you know? and so the the part of this issue that i agree with people on is that no this does not solve the problem this solves my specific problem and that's why i love this but i also understand like this does not solve the systemic issue of still giving 18 year olds 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 in debt from these colleges who are overcharging for this education that isn't really worth what they're charging you in the, in mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. So they they put a bandaid over a bullet wound. You know, they need to solve the systemic mm-hmm. issue for the incoming freshmen who are getting going to incur debt that are going to incur debt because they're yeah. not being absolved of any Spending of this. Spending $60,000 a year. Wait, you yeah. see how much we spend on the fucking military shit this year or this last year, right? Yeah. No, bro, we, we're, we're always going to spend an no, exorbitant amount just... on our defense budget. That's the only way America knows how to stay safe is to spend, spend, spend on defense. And it's not to even... solve it. Exactly, right? Because it's more about that. Yeah, but I mean, it's in order to have weapons contracts uh, and, you know, wield their fucking power around the world through their defense budget. So, yeah, um, you know, we the country's got loads of issues, you know, loads of shit. I'm just glad that they were able to accomplish this one thing for one thing. Yeah, for, for our generation, you know, and that's really who this is targeting is people like me in our generation who are yeah. late 20s, late 30s, early 40s, who went to college and are wor- in the workforce who make less than $125,000 a year, who are saddled with this debt, who want to buy a home, who are trying to save to buy a home, who, are, you know what I'm saying, want a piece of the fucking American pie and couldn't get out of this fucking interest, like, the shit yeah, was that's the thing that it was compounding interest. what kind of fucked up shit is that you give us you scam. give a you give a kid a loan with compounded interest mm-hmm. what the fuck is that mm-hmm. like, that's, that's the thing about so this, I, this I feel you yeah. so yeah that was yeah. that was that was my you. that was my gripe and my bit my 
moment of zen today is that they the fucking government because i don't want to attribute it to the fucking president the government did something good <laughs> for once that actually positively affected my life you know what i'm Can't saying give like, biden one last win before he croaks come on i mean yeah good good, good on him that he was t- there standing there when the thing happened but i i don't like to give too much credit to presidents for doing shit like yeah no facts whatever i'm glad that that that's all that, i was gonna say as someone that's talked to like multiple people about their finance over the last 15 years skills i don't know anyone that has that low amount except you you're probably you're probably like probably two out of like three you're probably one out of three people i've ever met that have probably less than fifty thousand. No, you're right, bro. And and that's because I'm lucky enough to have my grandparents, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to them for for coming through it and paying what they did to help me have have that low of of an amount, you know what I'm saying? Because it should be much larger than that. And I got lucky enough to have a scholarship that covered a lot of my costs to go to a private college, you know what I'm saying? And do all this shit. But yeah, the average person who went to undergrad, like like Mike is saying, it's 50 at the low end. If Mm -hmm. If somebody got a master's, it's 120. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And up. So mm-hmm. yeah, like and it's continuing to go go up because we have because colleges is becoming even more expensive. Education is becoming decentralized, <laughs> but people are still in the same mindset of going to school when you can go to basically YouTube University or Udemy and learn the same things and make more money. Um, but like seventy thousand dollars for a year of college is insane and people are not making enough money to recruit that uh to pay that off for many many years so yeah it's a problem for sure it's definitely a trap hey i saw a tweet today that said well looks like college tuition just rose another ten thousand dollars yeah i saw that tweet as well i mean there's a lot of cynical like people in regards to the to this thing i i I try not to pay that too much mind. Like I understand the sentiment behind it, but uh, hey, how are they going to pay for that? No, they're they're going to they, they that printer. If you ever get a chance and you want a good laugh, don't look at the inflation calculator on the U.S. dollar. Look at the the, the inflation calculator on U.S. tuitions, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give you the 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 reality of how fucked I knew we were when I was in college. The tuition rose at LMU and at USC at the same time, it rose 10% every single year that I was there. And that means it rose 10% every single year since I have left. And 10% then was $4,000. So by the, it was 34 or five when I started, it was about 44 when I left or some shit like that. So yeah, $60,000 a year to go to these schools now. And it's only going to continue to increase $4,000, $5,000 every single year, which is insane, you know? But that just lets you know how many people have an obscene amount of wealth in this country. And then also the people that they want to trap in this country with the idea that if you work hard, you can have wealth. No, if you work hard, you can have debt and be another part of the middle class and that's what college scam is all about um well look on a lighter note free my man alexi person who's that developer of tornado cash oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah free, free homie no to be honest free that free guy. <laughs> yeah that's fucked up yeah, you just reported it. that they went and snatched him up in the middle of the night on some rendition shit that's and fire though that they do that. I mean, but it sets a precedent, man, that's actually very dangerous in this space. Where yeah. you know, you you now know that they're coming. They're coming. If you make something that's disruptive they, enough, they will get come you. They'll put a black bag over your head. But but who is that? Who do you get arrested by? Is this a, a US uh arrest? This is the US government that arrested him, yeah. I thought it was FBI. Let's be specific. Right, and it's not him who did all the laundering; it's everyone else. But he's the one to get locked up. That shit sucks. He just well, wrote a code. I don't know that he was laundering. I thought he. No, was, yeah, he I wasn't. thought he was being arrested just from creating the mixer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, 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 the yeah, tell the story. Is, no, the question <laughs> is, 
should people who create technology be punished for what people use it for? No. Hey, right, because you can case? use Tornado Cash. No. Yeah, that's the case. That's a slippery slope. Yeah, you didn't make Zyklon B to kill a bunch of people, but you know Hitler used it. Does the guy who make made Zyklon B or made whether whoever made mustard gas going to end up going to jail? Like it's a it's a. I think it depends on what you make in general. Like I I feel like you're producing drugs and the drugs are killing people, so then you probably are at fault for that. I think making a code or something is a little bit different. Uh, I, I, I think like, it's I think it's kind of the same principle, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say so. <laughs> Pfizer, right? Yeah, like I'm it's, just, it's like hard a drug, to say. A drug know, is like, a drug. You could take a little bit of it and be fine. You could take a little bit more and be great. You could take a little bit more and be dead. So yeah. it's like, but if you're writing a code, I don't know. It's know, the same principle. You could. You could use a lot of things for good, you know what I'm saying? So the guy who made drones should probably go to jail. The guy who wrote the made the first drone. Should, should we should we uh hang the nigga that made chat rooms in the town square? That's what I'm saying. No, I agree. <laughs> because all of the predators fucked up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I that's but that's where you're going with it. So no, you I'm saying that I don't think he should be arrested. I think oh you, just, you don't think he should. No, it's just confusing on like what's like okay or not because it's right. not your intention. Like, and even if it is, I think it's like what you make. Like making a program like that is different than making a weapon, like creating weapons or creating substances that kill people. And most of those people never go to jail. But the guy who makes a program that America doesn't like because some other people used it in ways America doesn't like and the IRS doesn't like is going to jail. Right. That's that's where it gets funny, right? And that, you know that's the slippery slope. So it says Alexi is not. It says he's not an employee of the company, but a developer who contributed <laughs> code to a decentralized protocol, and right? So explain to them what Tornado not does. Founder, he just was a coder. Can you explain to us what Tornado uh, does? Uh, just give me one one more second. Mm -hmm. It says the Netherlands financial advanced cyber team, part of the country's fiscal information and investigation service, began investigating Tornado Cash in June. And it also says that um, he was apprehended last Wednesday in the Amsterdam city center, two days after the United States issued sanctions against Tornado Cash. Uh, it goes on to talk about the founders, and I will look for exactly how they explain what Tornado Cash does. But I know it's a mixer. Yeah, so it just, you know, mixes up a bunch of Ethereum that someone wants to send to anonymous wallets, uh, which is great for laundering, you know, and also great for privacy. But there's always something with privacy, like remember Fluffy Pony? I forgot his actual real name, the guy who created Monero or a he's, he's like say he created he's a founder on Monero who got arrested by the US government about so, a year ago. So how much money were they laundering on Tornado Cash? Uh, I don't know. It's they, it don't say and because they, because they're not really getting the people who were laundering the money. All right. it was block their addresses, they're, right? I'm sure they're researching them. And I'm sure if this is part of a larger effort where more of the information will come out. Uh, but it's saying that, um, you know, like it's not even talking about that part. It's just talking about how they arrested him as a part of like, basically it seemed like they've been doing research. And as soon as, you know, the US put out their sanctions officially, it gave the authorities in Amsterdam all that they needed uh, to to move forward and all it says i see here it quickly it says the sanctioning of cryptocurrency mixer tornado cash i don't see a full um explanation of it if someone wanted to pull it up yeah yeah i you know a quick tldr is yeah tornado cash is a protocol on ethereum that makes it so you can mix up 
scramble up a bunch of Ethereum, make it kind of untraceable, although you can see it comes from Tornado Cash when it goes into a new anonymous wallet that only you will have. And it you know helps people kind of hide their identity. It's used a lot for, a lot of developers use it. A lot of big traders use it so people don't follow them or it keeps their stuff private. It's, you know, it's not such a nefarious thing, but a lot of nefarious people do use it. I know there's like a lot of addresses coming from North Korea and Colombia, uh, which indicate, you know, indicated things like espionage and drug trade cartels using this shit. But also, yeah, just a lot of art collectors use it. Yeah, no, it's for, like, it was That's like a proven. lot of assumptions right there. It's not what assumptions. Do we this is like a bunch of hackers from North know, Korea man, using it. This guy is Listen, the hold on, wait, 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 yeah. Where is he getting this list from? But the, I'm, I'm just saying, if people know how to use VPNs, how do we know that it's really coming from North Korea? And that's not a setup. Exactly. I feel yeah. you 100%. If you ever use a VPN, you know that. Like, you, yeah. you can set your a location to anywhere. Literally anywhere. I don't know. I don't understand how they track people or how they think they're tracking people. Because they can look through your VPN. The VPN is only good for your actual service provider, not for the government. Okay. Service providers you can trick. But in the end, the government can still trace you pinging your address off of something else. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays. Your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. ButcherBox takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. So that's part of it. Like and plus on the chain but, stuff, but, like there's onloading and offloading. So it's obvious when you're going to offload and onload, and the trends of certain hackers, and they can tell which hacker group did what. So the, the addresses might be different, but no matter what, the activity is coming from Singapore, where the hub of this that North Korean group is that hacked Sony. Like literally, the guys who hacked Sony were using that shit. They mm-hmm. hacked my shit. They leaked my information when I was at Sony, using right. it. And then I know like my friends have used it. A bunch right. of my friends have used it. Like it's 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 a it's just an app. It's just a tool. And again, yeah, how you use a tool, you know, matters. Right. But I don't think it's fair to like they've blacklisted addresses that have used it, you know, which are project addresses and oh, yes. some bad people. Right. Like people like, people are getting losing their jobs, and they are also distancing themselves um if they see that you've used tornado cash for sure as well yeah. so there's like a lot of backlash just with regular people who have yeah. used it and well, researching projects like a lot of back in the day if you notice a contract was supplied with eth from a tornado cash uh, uh wallet or whatever address the wallet. address mm-hmm. then you would like be a little bit adverse to right being to that project unless you have some confirmation right like it's super common for the devs from ave or whoever to use it to you know scramble their stuff so they're safe. Well, kind of sucks. Speaking of uh, laundering money, um, did you guys see this? And and back to our NFT corner, which we haven't uh, <laughs> crawled in Let's go. today. Wales of Ether. Um, did you guys see this pudgy penguin purchase? resurgence? The the I mean, it's been happening for like a month or two. I no, I'm saying, but did you see the specific? 
purchase of the 400 ETH for the Pudgy Penguin. No. Oh, I thought oh, that happened again today. Okay. No, not today. It happened last week, I think. Yeah, no. So that's this, but like the last one was like what 300? That was like back in the heyday. I guess I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't follow that the project. like the though. highest one now, but ETH is cheaper, so technically it's not the highest amount and dollar amount. Right. But, but yeah. that is the highest ETH amount yet. Right. Which so one was the, it? Uh, it was just like a regular penguin, but I guess it was facing the opposite way of. Oh yeah, that's a rare one. That's yeah. a rare penguin. Yeah, it's a rare. That's it's, a rare. It was rare. equal six hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> Mike got up. You what? <laughs> and when we started talking about NFTs, he he sat back down. He heard us talking about penguins. He got back up. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, Mike. I I I would get up, but this robe. I would have ran out the window, but this robe is a little small. It's hard well, to again. It's but no to me, that kind of feels kind of feels planned. Does it not feel planned? Like, like, you know, someone in the back room was like, yo, we got to get this project popping again. Uh, you, you mind buying this pudgy penguin this rare to get like, get it back going? I don't know. I, I don't like- know. It's, they've been popping back again. They've had their, they, they got through their weird little, you know, changing of the guard. And it feels like it's mm-hmm. been just on a good upward trajectory. Pretty, pretty healthy too, for like the last month and a half. It hasn't been like some crazy random project that pops up but it is weird how everything has happened with pudgy penguins well i just i, I felt like cole, cole. Well, the, the dude the, the old founder oh, who okay. got booted mm-hmm. and uh there was like a big takeover or like people trying to take it over there was weird drama weird mm-hmm. vibes a hostile takeover because uh, they were young yeah mm-hmm. The people who created it were very young and they didn't really know how to run a business, basically. So uh, their their um, investors got together and kind of said, like, we want new leadership. And so uh, but I'm really excited about this because we've seen a lot of projects die. But we haven't mm-hmm. seen projects come back to life, right? right. So this kind of is going to uh, create some more excitement because there's definitely projects that I'm still holding on to. And I have just felt like they were dead to the world. And so now that gives me some hope. <laughs> yeah, me Lo- too. Love that good old hopium, y'all. Yeah, hopium uh, is nice. <laughs> hey, roll it up. Yeah. Roll it up and pass Inhale. it around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... I don't know. You know, I've been charting these NFT projects. Um, I've been, you know, following like five or six. I'm I, I'm starting to add Pudgy Penguins to my list. I, I don't. The only thing is that I would never buy a Pudgy Penguin, but I'm I'm kind of interested in it enough now. You never buy shit. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. And then um, one year when we have pudgy penguins and they're all at 28, don't fucking talk to us. Yeah, exactly. Because Mike's uh, going to have one too. He's going to buy it back. Yo, don't worry. They're not going at 28. Unfortunately for us. Right. That one eats at this price, maybe when it goes to 200. Yeah. Well, I so I've been looking. Um, you know, Zuki was at six or close to six. Uh, e floor. Um, yeah. Uh, Clone X has dropped uh, significantly in this, at, you know, in the sevens now, I think, in the high sevens, it was, you know, the eight was like scary and then it, it dropped. So, um, and, you know, I look, Cool Cats is kind of my target project. You know, I've looked at that um, in the last two mm-hmm. weeks, you know, they had a, a collab with the hundreds, shout out to Bobby, collab with the Bomb Squad. So, you know, I, I love that they're um, connecting with, people I associate with and people I love and brands that I care about. Um, but they had a little spike and then, you know, went back down, they were at 2.5 and then uh, flat two. And Take so note of the market with all these prices is one thing I'm not like, you know, market went up. Oh yeah. No, yeah, this is no, of course, but ETH is now back down. ETH is now back down to 16 something or maybe 1560, something like that. I would say we were ranging. Actually. Yeah, yeah, we're ranging between fifteen sixty and sixteen fifty. Um, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, I saw this clip. I guess one of the ape founders. We haven't talked about ape in a while. Yeah. Um, one of the ape founders. Did you guys see this clip that he said he doesn't talk about the? Uh, he doesn't think about the floor price. No, he only no. thinks about. Yeah, <laughs> he only thinks about fucking dealing with Polly right now, probably. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about? 
that notion. Do you think that's that's cap? That somebody that's cap. Yeah, that's cap. I thought that was the biggest cap ever. Like, come on, bro. You don't think about the floor price of your project. Like everybody thinks about the that's like saying I don't think about the stock price of fucking whatever company you own. Like, yeah, you don't think about it, but I'm sure you're aware of what it is every single day. Yeah, same thing when I would would say does he work for the project? I guess he's one of the founders. Yeah, you're not because in you know, I guess in NFT. Uh, corporate culture I, I mean i don't know what the term to call it you're mm-hmm. you're supposed to push on to all the employees that like we, we don't care about the floor price no one talks about the floor price we're here for the long term and we're building something amazing so yeah. that's what they say to the other employees that work with them right so, we don't talk about flight club i get it but it's like <laughs> yeah no i understand that's the party line that you have to push but it's just interesting to even see that and to know that this is getting into that kind of corporate speak realm um and to me it seemed a little bit more fun and truthful um even if it was to a detriment uh previously to where people were like you know you could see the fear in people when when prices drop and all this and now it's just like getting into that corporate land so i just thought it was interesting that he uh made that comment but yeah i don't i don't know you know i never know where the nft market is going but i do i do love to watch it <laughs> and i was gonna say in your previous comment also for me it was like you know kind of more indicative also of nfts going more corporate yeah by saying that you know the pudgy penguins needed a change of leadership or change of like they're like their c-suite guys are <laughs> being rotated out and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah for a bunch of cartoon penguins. Nah, you love the budget. Don't you do that? Like crayon art, kindergarten shit. Are we like? Are we serious? Don't you do that, Michael? So yeah, because I well, from my understanding, they were in some of the people that founded that project were in Cool. Oh, we're losing. Yeah, so we're losing. We're, we're lo- now they got three people invested in their project, and they're like, "Oh, crypto baby!" Yeah, yeah, we we lost you on the audio. We got you now. Oh, I was saying that, from my understanding, uh, some of the founders were in high school. Yeah, they did an amazing job marketing, and they brought in a lot of people with some money. And then that's when the people with the money were like, "Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up." Hey, man, invest in the future, right? It's like that's what that's what Jason loves to loves to tell. <laughs> Them kids are gonna make us money. I mean, isn't that who did Miladies? Your favorite project? It's not my favorite project. It's just a good. It was a good project. It just got hurt. Right? I mean, I do think there's a lot of there's a lot of that that people don't realize. There's a lot of sixteen year old devs, which is literally a meme slash the handle of one of the devs of a project. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, the guys who made Rari Capital, the dev who made that, was sixteen years old, and that was the whole thing. They destroyed him, and and of course when the coin got when the thing got hacked. He, you know, got the brunt of it for being a young kid, but he made a, a full DeFi loaning protocol and it worked perfectly for like almost a year before anyone realized who did it and there's any mishaps. So that's interesting. It's it's funny because like it's, the older you get, the less experimental, the less risky you become. And I feel like it's like people want that risk when it's going out, but then when things are bad or things get weird or vibes are not the same, they yeah. start blaming the the, they get afraid of of risk like right. even it, with our parents telling them what what to do with this shit and how to buy it and you know two years later now they're like oh well what should i do now that was down but the whole time it was up they were asking us all this shit and they still didn't want to do it right well speaking of risky projects uh let's talk about mike's favorite guy oh richard hart uh, the the hexonians <laughs> Uh, pulse bag loading. Uh, hey man, Richard Hart's gonna beat you up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. He's gonna. I thought they were hexagons. Yeah, hexagons. Hexagons. Yeah. What did I call them? I don't know. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, man. Hex Oh uh, yeah. What's, what's right, going wait, on? What's Hex at right now? Why do you keep Why do you keep coming at Mike? I, I because got, why do we have a person who hates, who hates it's Hex? It's not even about Hex. It's not even about Hex. It's about this guy at this point now who continues to market himself is now making the rounds of uh, even YouTube. He was on Wolf of Wall Street's podcast. Oh, yeah. He was on the uh, Fresh fresh and Fit, right? He was on Fresh and Fit. <laughs> he then so was on Valuetainment, SOS. That show is about, like, that's probably one of the more, I would probably say more legitimate um, YouTube channels or YouTube spaces now is the Valuetainment. They're doing really good work. But yeah, man. I mean, listen. I don't feel scammed. Is what I will say. Yeah. This nigga's doing all this promo, all this TV shit. Yeah. He I don't feel scammed. Yeah. And you also, honestly, so it's like, at a perfect spot. It is at a perfect spot, Mike. When you showed that chart the other day, I'm looking at yes. it again right now. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, you might want to shut up and buy. Like, yo, look at it. It looks like the exact beginning of what it did before. Chris, you're doing something dangerous right now. I'm Mid-pop. looking at charts. What? Mid-pod, he's, he's offering financial information. Right. Oh, shit, yeah. sorry. Yeah, exactly. Like the only oh, financial this... information I offer is to buy wells of Ether now before fucking Ethereum goes up to 10,000 and you fucking feel stupid. <laughs> uh, I have a question, though, for Crypto Bay, Jay, right here. I'm not sure if you saw, but Tiffany sells out of 250 NFTs. <laughs> have you seen the Tiffany NFTs? So basically... How many of those do you plan on? Are you expecting on receiving for Christmas this year from your your crypto bags? <laughs> you know, um, the wearable NFT uh, community is very, very hot, guys. Fashion is all the rage. And um, it's really because it comes with (laughs) the utility of possibly getting an actual bracelet and also being invited to like exclusive in-store pop champagne, you know, events. Uh, And so, you know, I have a Gucci NFT and that's in partnership with uh, this project called 10KFT. And I got invited to a Gucci event um, during NFT NYC. And I have to say that it was really, really nice. We got gift bags when we left. I got a, a Gucci laptop case thing. Um, so, you know, I, that's only to be expected with actual Tiffany, a company that is a jewelry brand. Um, it may be, you know, that you might get a charm. I don't think everyone's gonna get Tiffany bracelets, but they're gonna get something. And depending on how long and how many entities that they earn, if they become like, you know, an OG in this space or a whale in this space, I, I'm sure Tiffany's gonna make sure that those people are happy. So I don't think it's a, actually a bad buy because you have something that's valuable in real life. And, um, you know, it's still, it's, and if it's valuable in real life as well. Yeah, I think I saw uh, Kith do this because Kith had some um, NFTs that was were also connected to clothing and um, some other items. So I think this might be a... a you know, the future of NFTs or the, the immediate future of uh, what, you know, a lot of brands have planned for their NFT releases. Um, I think, uh, you know, the gaming companies, I've seen like some stuff around 2K uh, with NFTs. Um, so, you know, I, I think larger companies are, are starting their rollouts of how they're going to market um, NFTs and integrate, I should say, integrate nfts into their branding into the future of their businesses um so yeah um the tiffany it's like why not if people go ahead if people that actually have money or you know some extra money that are already active in the crypto space you might as well target those people as well right it's probably not their tiffany um their original Tiffany customer, right? So it's kind of a way for them to expand to new.
No, definitely. Um, yeah. I know if I had a punk, I would get that thing, but you know, I thought we canceled Tiffany because they made those collars. So I don't know. Man, again, black people don't cancel anything. I don't know how many times I have to say it. (laughs) Black people don't. They don't. No, we don't. We'll have black people ever canceled again. Just give me one example. That's true. I still bought Gucci right after. Right, like we don't. They, they, <laughs> then, then they cancel that guy, the the, the nappy headed host guy. Oh, oh Don Imus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that shit was hilarious though. Yo, <laughs> hey, yo, don't do that. What do you mean? It was funny. <laughs> Just the way he said it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. fucking funny. Like, taught him that. <laughs> I think his girlfriend taught him that. That's the best part about it. It's like he. <laughs> Is way but out no, of pocket. We actually made Dynamis like two hundred million dollars, and actually. that's the thing. As we did, here's the thing: we didn't cancel Dynamis because we never listened to Dynamis. Exactly. White people decided on behalf of black people that they did not want Dynamis. That's the whole thing: is that white people are the ones who are doing the canceling. Black people, but, we don't. But it, but it backfired because but, again, he then got a bag. Exactly. Man, one of the things that came out during, you know, this whole Alex Jones trial that I've been following also was that his finances. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? He's worth like $150, $200 million. Bro, they said he was making 800 grand a day. You and I both know when he was on YouTube, bro wasn't worth probably a million. Right. Think about that. Yeah. He then got canceled and now it's worth 250. And ran his bag up. Man, cancel me all day long, <laughs> Yeah, man. please come in. And... What you mean? That's <laughs> why, hey, my boy fucking Andrew Tate about to get. Hey, he's about to get the bag on top of the bag. You know, on top. top. Like, oh, whatever it is, you know, I'm that not. That shit was stupid. Right. I'm it was not... dumb. Yeah, them banning him is dumb for sure. It's, it's going to only make him more valid. To the but that also just shows valid. how stupid that our country is that we have a bunch of kids believing that this fool knows exactly the answers and how to make them successful. But, with I mean, but that shit doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, but so... I understand that. That's the thing. Like, those words, like, we should know better. People, most people know better, but there's still a lot of stupid ass people. Who do copycat shootings and do copycat shit? But, but copycat yeah, things. but he ain't telling nobody to go shoot nobody. I know, he, I know. He, he he's just, definitely dumb. But it's a private. It's shit. also a private app. It's a private company. Like it doesn't matter. Like that's the thing. They can do what they want. Bro, like, Sean Connery was on Barbara Walters talking about slapping women open handed. You feel me? Like in the eighties. Sean Connery's in movies slapping yeah. women. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, bro, this is awesome. private, private, private company. This is awesome new wave shit that they're trying to do, but it's 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 dumb. I definitely don't agree with it. I think you need to have those thoughts out so you can exactly weed out the people that you don't want in your life and understand like what's going on in the world. But I don't also think it's a you, private company. I don't think so. you need them, but I don't think there's a necessity to ban to shut him just, up. Just yeah. a regular he a regular person. Like he's just a regular. No, nah, he's person. not a regular, bro. That's a weird that fool is No, I'm just saying, fuck. bro. He's not the he's not the fucking yeah. president, the 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 prime minister. He's or not a terrorist or he's not, yeah. He's not controlling the fucking GDP of no nothing, bro. He's a private citizen you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. talking shit it's like, a slippery slope man you know what i, I mean and, I and, and i'm telling you like if you're okay with that then you're also okay with them banning fair cards or banning right whoever, whoever. You know, smart intelligent leader that i i i'm not okay with them banning people i just know that it's their it's their private thing if it was a publicly if it's a government owned a publicly owned thing it might be a different question Oh, so it should be taken then by the so by what you're saying, according to other countries, they should just take it and then right. now make it then now stay on. I, I'm just saying, Twitter, you, Twitter can't, stayed on. you know, Facebook you say well, if you say something that's bad or you do something that hurts people, you get reported, and then after enough reports, you get banned. And so, I think it's just yeah, it's a slippery yeah. slope for sure. It's, because because what people de- determine and deem bad is in the eye of the beholder for the most part. Of course. Again, if it's not you um saying people should be raped or assaulted or murdered. Okay, but then now you're at that's the slippery slope you're talking about now. Like again, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, if you're not advocating for, for violence, like that's not a slippery slope. That's that's I mean, pretty- he did say to slap women around sometimes. 
Again, like Chris, did he say that? <laughs> he says sometimes you gotta stop wearing his feminine pa- feminist panties today for sure. <laughs> I'm not even wearing panties or underwear, bro. Look at what Chris. I got on right now, bro. Back in the motherland, bro. We don't wear underwear or not. That's the this is the point of living here. Is 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 we should be able to to disagree with each other right. and then be able to effectively articulate our points to where yeah. someone could say, I can see why that could be so, or I can see why that could not be so. But right. when we remove that option, it then creates terrible shit historically. Well, the well, the truth of the matter is. Is that all of these all these things exist? You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with the war on drugs. Of like when you act like, oh, we're gonna magically stop everybody from doing drugs, you're only gonna make people do drugs underneath the bridge while they're getting on the 405. Like nobody's stopping doing drugs. You're not gonna stop this nigga from having these conversations and making videos and sharing his views. Like he's just gonna have these conversations in private. Same shit with racism. So it's like it's best to have most shit out in the open so people can deal with it in the open and address it as such. When you hide shit, that's when, you know what I'm saying? Everything done in the dark comes to the light. We know that. So, yeah. Um, I think we've covered a lot of topics. Let's let's get to the memes of the week. Um, oh, yeah. I think crypto based in the meme. I did, I did. My friend uh, just sent me an article about Suzu and are we creating guy. a new group? Yeah, we need a new group chat because uh when Chris got hacked, um his yeah. hacker removed us all from the group chat because yeah. and Michael blocked me. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. Good hey. job, Mike. <laughs> I was trying to get me to send to send me his wallet so I right. could uh you know get funky. <laughs> right. Yeah, but if you would like to, you can still send a hundred dollars to oh right. shit to your dot eth address. So yeah, yeah. Uh, crypto bay Jay's meme was uh um Patrick from SpongeBob and the and the police fish uh and the meme is uh when they catch the person that's been losing all my money and Patrick's in handcuffs. He's like, I'm the last person I would have suspected, but it was me all the oh. time. Yeah, no, for sure. That's definitely. It's me when I'm trading. <laughs> who's okay. been who's been who's been losing all all these stop losses? Uh, oh, it was me who took them off. Yeah. It's me who bought back in. <laughs> it's me. It's me who's been trading sideways all week. Not the market. Um, I had the one where I don't know if you guys have seen this uh picture of Ryan Gosling walking next to Steve Carell. It's like the IT guy and the sales guy. There's a bunch of different versions of the meme, but it's... I see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we do need to start a new group chat. So I'll do that when we get out of the... Uh... Did anyone see the, the Squarespace commercial with Kendrick? No. no. Oh, was that Squarespace? No, that was Cash App, right? That was Cash, Cash App. App. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a dope-ass... Xavier TV? Yeah, and and Ray Dalio, and Ray da- excuse me, and Ray Dalio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great commercial. Shout out to PG Lang. Shout out yeah. to Kendrick, Dave Free, um, yeah. Xavier, and Ray. Yeah, they and Cash App. They that was a great uh, little piece right there on gambling um, and saving and uh, compounding your money and making good decisions. Can you uh, do? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Cash App, which should sponsor us. Yeah, we should definitely get Cash App to sponsor us. Or Square. Or Square. Or both. Yeah, definitely. You know, Square. Again, uh, make your investments in the bear market. It's the best time. Right. Um, we. I mean, we'll take a lot of people. Um, Rock Nation. Uh, Twitter. Cash. Twitter. Um, you know. Uh, I don't think. Cash Warner Brothers Discovery. Money. It's frozen. <laughs> it's, or I guess it should It's frozen like your screen right now, Crypto Bay. Crypto Bay. We got to get you some um some T1 internet connections. 
I need that shit too. Right now, I just using my crystals to focus my Wi-Fi in the perfect position for my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I got this fossil. From, I got this this fossil. There you go. From uh, from straight <laughs> from Morocco. From it looks like room. hash. It's not hash. It's just a fossil. Right. Well, yeah, man. Well, that's uh. Our apartment building has trash Wi-Fi. It does. It truly does. Well, we'll get it figured out and uh, start recording live eventually. Um, but for now, we'll we'll work on our Wi-Fi situations and uh, upgrade our audio capabilities as we move forward through these trying times in the bear market. Hopefully, next week we'll be back in a bull swing. Um, yeah. So for the crypto bros. My co-host, Mike McGoy, Crypto Bay J, Chris Epps. I'm Jason Madison. Until next week, we out of here. Peace. Peace.